Hello, the three people that listen to this. Thanks for being here. Um, so, today we're going to be talking about, well, talking um, and, and speech and things like that. So, um, I, okay, so I had started off with following this book by Rudy Simone called 22 things that an Asperger girl wants their partner to know. And in the last episode, I got really upset about how she was comparing Mommy Dearest to someone who has autism. Because I, I feel like with Mommy Dearest, it's just like a really um, abusive person that had mental illnesses. Um, and, and, and there's a difference between being like psychotic and abusive and then someone who has... A neurological disorder so I kind of lost respect for her but I went on to YouTube and I saw that she has all these YouTube videos as well um, well I bought the book because it was ranked pretty high and it seemed like a simple read um, but I don't really trust her because she she put a video saying that, you know, after all these years, she doesn't identify as being autistic anymore, which is really confusing to me because it's a neurological disorder, which means you're born with it and it doesn't go away. So even though you can learn different ways of how to behave and um, have therapy and all of that, like you, you still have it. So I don't know. I'm thinking that that's probably the issue that I have with self-diagnosis. Self-diagnosis is pretty acceptable in the autistic community because it's such um, a newish kind of thing that people don't really know anything about because the brain is so complicated. Back in the 1990s, when I was in elementary school, the, the autism was being studied more often, but mostly in boys. So even though I, um, and plus my parents were completely psycho and, and didn't listen to anything that the teachers or the counselors were saying. So they were like, no, nothing's wrong with our kid. Uh, we're not gonna have her tested for anything. You know, I made good grades. I wanted to be in the honors classes. So, I mean, I guess they figured, well, she's smart. She's just shy or she's just quiet or whatever. But, um, yeah, so back in the 90s, they didn't really know, like, anything about it. And it seems like they still don't know too much about it. But it's kind of hard to diagnose an adult because of all of the life, you know, through life experience. Your, your brain does adapt, but I don't, I don't think it changes, right? So you're born a certain way and... Um, and that's how you are. And I guess the chemicals in your brain and things can change. I mean, if you're paralyzed, um, there's some people that can, you know, fix that. But, um, but I think that part of your brain is still damaged. It's just another part of your brain makes up for it, right? So if you're born autistic, you're still going to be autistic. And even if you learn different ways of doing things, it's because the brain is very complex and can use different parts of itself to adapt so that, you know, you can survive. So this girl, Rudy Simone, I, I think she's just full of it. You know, talking about, oh, she doesn't identify autistic anymore. Well, 
well, you weren't diagnosed in the first place. You self-diagnosed yourself, and now you're self-diagnosing yourself again. And I don't know. I just have a problem with that. If, uh, But the thing is, is that I'm self-diagnosing, because I did go to a doctor, and they did not diagnose me. They were still, like, on the fence about it. They're like, oh, we don't know. Try it again in a year and see if your symptoms are still pervasive. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm 37 and I've had these issues my whole life. So I think it's pretty pervasive, but whatever. Um, yeah, you suck. So, um, uh, maybe I'll try to go get the diagnosis. Maybe I won't. Um, so far it's, I'm just at a self-diagnosis, but the thing is, is that, um, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, suddenly I'm not autistic anymore unless like I do go to the doctor again. And I don't know, I guess the only, I don't know. I'm just so confused by it. I'm so confused by how can, how can she identify this way, make all of her money off of writing books and doing YouTube, um, and trying to give advice to people about autism and Asperger's and stuff like that and then suddenly like oh yeah I'm better uh, I can manage I'm not autistic anymore like you're stupid I'm, I'm sorry like don't represent people don't represent people like a whole group of people if that's not what you really are I don't know I just feel betrayed <sighs> always but um anyways that 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 was the bluntness that we'll be talking about as far as autism and high functioning autism or whatever you want to call it and communication and bluntness. But first I want to talk about um disfluency. Disfluency, I want to talk about that because I've been going back to the last episodes and listening to them and I hear myself with these long pauses, repeating words, stuttering, saying words that I don't mean, um, starting to talk when I don't mean to talk, not knowing what I'm going to say next. And that's always been something that I've had, always. I'm really bad at, at speeches and saying exactly how I feel about things. It's kind of hard to find the words. I think I've talked about that before when I'm really tired, especially. Right now, I'm very well rested. So, um, it's not like... Uh, 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 see? And now I'm stuttering again. I don't know what to say. It's really annoying. It's just really annoying. But I did some research on it because I was just like, oh, you know what? Maybe... Because my mom did this. My mom did a lot of stuttering. She was really quiet most of the time. And when she did try to talk, it was very slow. It was very... Sometimes she would forget the word that she's trying to say. She would do the stuttering. She wouldn't really want to talk a lot in front of people at all. Like, at all. My dad always talked for her. And at the time, when I was a kid, I thought that it was like him being a control freak right because he was a control freak but I always thought that it was just him just being rude and talking over her and it always made me so mad but I'm thinking that maybe she didn't really want to do that much talking and after they've been together for like 20 whatever years 30 years uh, of course, he's going to be used to her being a certain way and still want to talk over her. So if she wants to be assertive, you know, it, maybe he's just not used to her speaking up for herself. So there would be times when she'd be like, let me talk, let me talk. Um, and she'd get frustrated. 
Um, but anyways, I, I think I'm going off on a, a different tangent here. Um, she had the same issue that I have, um, which makes me think she was also autistic. Um, and so disfluency. Um, I, I did a little bit of reading on the website. What is it? ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. Okay, this is a good website. Oh, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. And they have all these research studies. And every time I get sick or every time I have a question about anything, I always Google it. And then I read these, which uses lots of big words. And so I guess they must be pretty, you know, legit. <laughs> right? Um, but they do all these different studies, and I just think it's interesting because I'm a, a person that likes to base my opinions off of facts and research and, and things like that. When I was reading about this article, it says, it's a quantitative analysis of disfluency in children with autism spectrum disorder or language impairment. And a lot of that includes things like I was just talking about. Um, there are diff and it's caused by difficulties in theory of mind and working memory. Now, I really didn't have time to look up what theory of mind is. I guess I could look it up right now. Theory of mind. Ability to attribute mental states, beliefs, intents, desires, emotions, knowledge to oneself. Oh, what is all of that? Can somebody give me like... A definition that I can understand. Okay, social cognitive skill that involves ability to think about mental states, both your own and others. Oh, okay, so that makes sense, right? So that's like not knowing how you feel or what you know or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I do have, I, I, I have the issues with that. Why is it important? Um, well, it says... It plays an important role in our social worlds and how we understand how people think or predict their behavior and how we engage in social relationships and solve interpersonal conflicts. Theory of mind allows people to infer the intentions of others as well as to think about what's going on in someone else's head, including hopes, fears, and expectations. Okay, so this is from verywellminds.com. Um, so that's theory of mind, working memory, um, so the disfluency means that there's some problems with those things. And some of those problems would include people who, let me scroll down. I'm looking at my computer right now. Okay, repetition. So somebody who is repeating words and doing the, the, the what I'm doing right now, stuttering, like my d dog is nice. Um, also revision so like saying the wrong word and and repeating it or not repeating it but saying the word you meant to say so my dog my cat is nice she goes went he's very or she's very friendly um deletion so forgetting to say words insertion insertion adding words false starts so saying something that you think you're going to say and then changing it to a completely different sentence and then filler words. So um, they're markers and f they're, they fill pauses. Words like like, 
um, uh, mm, I mean, and for me, I use whatever a lot. So, these are all different things that, uh, are due to a processing breakdown. And that makes sense. So, my goal with this podcast, because I mean, I, only like five of you listen to it. I don't know who, and I don't really promote it or anything. It's something for me to do some, besides thinking in my head all the time. I'm always thinking in my head. It's a lot of thinking. And maybe if I just practice speaking it out loud, I'll just get better at, at communication in general, whether people are listening or not. I mean, what, is, what does it matter? I, I don't really care if anyone's listening to this. Um, but, you know, cool. If you are, thank you. Thank you for listening to my voice for 20 minutes long. Or whatever I'm trying to say. Anyways, um, what's next? What else am I talking about? Oh, I, I talked about the disfluency and the talking. Oh, so this might explain some things as far as communication goes. Um, especially because I always want to go back to the, the roller derbiness. Because that's my connection of the podcast here, Neurological Disorders, and then trying to fill in what are we going to do with the roller derbies, right? So that everybody's kind of treated fairly and understood. Um, okay, long pause because of my disfluency. Um, th- so knowing that... There could be somebody like me who has an issue with disfluency with theory of mind and understanding other people and then having a working memory, meaning, yeah, um, like someone just told you something and you can repeat it or like they'll do a a series of numbers and you can repeat that series of numbers backwards or what have you. Um, Yeah, no, don't. Don't do that with me. So like uh, when people are giving directions for drills. You can explain the directions to me, you can show me the directions, and then I'm going to forget it, like, immediately. So, I have, I can't go first, and I'm not going to model the drills either. I'm going to, like, stand there, I'm going to watch somebody else do it first, or I might go and do it, and then, in the middle of it, be like, what am I supposed to do? And ask somebody, and then, you know, whoever's around me just needs to understand that I was listening. It's just, I I literally forgot. (laughs) My working memory is not there sometimes. Um, And and that's why um, I have difficulties with planning and delivering speeches. So for this podcast, I wrote some notes down, and I'm definitely looking off of the notes. But if I tried to plan the speech like plan the podcast word for word, it would take me really forever. So I just have to kind of suck it up that I have this stuttering and stuff going on and I might repeat myself and it might be boring to some people. I just have to suck it up and just go for it or I'm never going to get anything done. Like I'm never going to have this podcast. I'm never going to say anything. And um, I don't know. That's just not good. So... Again, if you are working with somebody who constantly forgets what is just said, or they're always like, what did they say? What are we supposed to do? Just be patient because they were probably listening and paying attention and they just actually just have an issue with breaking down the information and processing it. Um, and, and that's basically that. Um, 
let's see what else do i want to talk about oh yeah so again with the theory of mind and, and social interactions and and things like that a lot of people with asperger's or high functioning autism or whatever might be looked at as very blunt and to the point right um sometimes comes across rude and and that's just that what is that that's just the how the mind is working like there's like a for me there's like a tunnel vision and i it i just spit it out like it just happens um uh, okay, so for example, this doesn't have anything to do with roller derby, but I, I was off work for a couple of weeks because of a car accident. I'm fine, whatever. And I came to work the last day before winter break so that I could get some things together. And the teacher that had been in my room keeping up with things had these piles of paper everywhere. And I looked at them. I didn't know what they were. They gave me anxiety. I wanted them gone. And I was just like, I see these piles of paper here and I don't know what they are. I don't want to look at them. And she was like, oh, that's fine. You don't have to. And she went through and, and did what she needed to do with the piles of paper and told me what they were, threw them away. And the thing is, she's used to me. Like she, we've already had this discussion at work many times. I'm like, look, when I'm saying these types of things, like I, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be this or that. Um, it's just who I am and uh, like I can mask the symptoms and be very polite and whatever people do but when I'm under stress like no way um, like something is just blocked out of there where I'm just like I, I have to say how I'm, I need to say it there's there's no in between it's like you either gonna listen to it or you're gonna take it personal um and don't take it personal uh she didn't i was just like i don't want to look at those piles of paper and so she got rid of them like and she didn't take offense to it which is perfect because there was no reason to take offense to it you know it was my classroom she was helping out while i was gone and then of course she wants me to be successful when i come back into the classroom and not get stressed out over piles of paper that I have no idea what they are. So that's pretty cool. So that's another thing with your roller derby league. You have someone like me who says things very straight and to the point. Don't get offended by it. Just assume the best from that person. And, and you know, yeah, <laughs> that's it. They say, don't touch me that way and don't get offended. Like, just don't do it. Like, I'll, I'll forget about it a second later. Like, I'm not mad or anything, you know? So, anyways, that's, that's my opinion about that. Also trying to think that perhaps your autistic league mate has some sort of, I don't know, um, underlying meaning to what they're doing is is completely wrong so if some if if i say to somebody well if i say anything to anybody it's exactly what i mean i think i've said this before in another episode it's exactly what i mean there's no like little things that you need to try to figure out it's not like with most neurotypical people 
where there's some sort of, I don't know, game or there's usually some sort of game or subtext that's going on. It's just, look, I'm being blunt. I'm being as factual in my opinion that I'm being, and there's nothing to, there's nothing to like dodge and weave and to, to look in between the lines. There's nothing in between there. Like read the lines, <laughs> read my lines, right? Whatever I'm saying is what I'm saying. There's nothing in there. It isn't there. There's no like layers. Come on. Like that. It makes me so frustrated because I will be so straight up with people and say, you know, exactly what's happening. And then, you know, they get mad at me later on or something. And it's like, well, I already told you. It's like if you're on, I don't know, a dating website and you're looking at it and on the website, on the, the profile, it says um, that they're only interested in dating, but no long-term commitment, right? So you meet each other and you go on a date and then for some reason you think, oh, I, well, I really like this person. And so um, probably we can, you know, change their mind. And suddenly we'll be in this committed relationship. And then you're surprised because they didn't change their mind. I was like, well, what? You think you have some voodoo magic on people or something? Like, if someone tells you, like, I only want to date. I don't want a committed relationship. Don't think, like, a year or two down the line, suddenly they're going to change their mind. Maybe they will. But they already told you up front. It's not like they were lying about it. But then people want to play these games and use these little like layers and subtext and 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 think that there's all this other stuff going on. And for me, it's not going on. There's nothing else going on besides whatever I tell you or present to you. Okay, so let's get that straight. First of all, Ugh, it's so frustrating. Like, how honest do I need to be? You're either offended because I'm really honest and I'm blunt about it, or you want to act like there's something else going on underneath it all, and then suddenly I mean something else that I didn't say. It's, it, oh my gosh, it's people are so frustrating to me um, and understanding what they're thinking because, I mean, I'm thinking exactly what I'm saying and putting it out there, which is probably why I've never been really good at dating right? I don't understand when someone's coming up to me and they're flirting or if they message me, especially if they message me online. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Is this person being friendly or is this flirting? What is this? I don't know. Especially if it's online because I don't see them in front of me. I've learned some of the clues, but most of the time I ignore those clues anyways because I'm so caught up in, I don't know. I don't know what I'm caught up in. But I don't notice it. So I'm completely ignorant when it comes to all of that. So anybody that's out there, you know, might be like, hey, you know, maybe maybe she, uh, we could go on a date or something. I'm interested. Like, okay, well, if you're interested, then you need to actually say it. Like, you need to say those words, right? I'm not going to get the clues. I'm not going to get the game because I don't play all that. I don't understand it. It's not how my mind works. So I'm just putting that out there, right? I don't know. I don't know if there's someone uh, out of the five people that listen to this that is interested and they've just never said anything. Don't give me any hints, okay?
Okay. I don't want to be single for the rest of my life. But I mean, considering the fact that, you know, theory of mind, I don't understand a lot of that stuff. It's kind of hard, right? To get a connection with anybody when they think that whatever they're thinking, all of those layers. But yeah, well, this was interesting. I had a good time. I don't really know if this connected too much to roller derby stuff. I mean, I think it does. Because, I mean, what? You're, it's, a, it's a team, right? And about team is communication and all of those verbal and nonverbal, um, what's it called? Verbal and nonverbal, well, whatever, communication. Um, and so if you understand that a person has these like issues, these blocks with processing this information, it should be easier to understand and have patience with that person. Um, hopefully. So next time, 